Cusick. Not just a word, a movement, a mindset, and a podcast. Welcome to Fusick. Okay, welcome everybody back to the Fusick podcast. For everyone who said I couldn't, I am your co-host Craig Miller, always accompanied by the special one and only Mr. TJ McGinnis. What's going on, buddy? How we doing, Craig? It's great... uh... Great Thursday afternoon after Halloween. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Had a fun Halloween at the McGinnis household. We were, uh, I guess you would call it Neverland, where uh, my wife was Wendy, my daughter was Tinkerbell, or my, one of my dogs was Peter Pan, the other one was a pirate, and I was Captain Hook. So it was a lot of fun. We had a lot of fun times last night. Uh, TJ, I commented on your Facebook, and I said... For the listeners that don't know, he had a full Captain Hook uniform, tights and jacket and hat and eye patch and everything. And I, I think you just need to put a little bit more effort into being a good dad, man. I don't think the effort's there <laughs> to, to make it happen. Well, you gotta, I think we need to talk yeah. about that. I mean, I think that you need yeah, to right. make your daughter feel special and make her feel like you care. I mean, I don't know if that's a little bit more than that. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if yeah. dressing up all the time to help her feel special is enough. That's, that's pretty, pretty amazing, man. I was, I was proud well, of you to see it. That's, it's awesome to see. That's a priceless moment. I know you loved it. Thanks man. That's, that's what we were put on earth to do, buddy. That's right. That's right. So well, good. Well, who do we have today, Craig? We have Mr. Mikey Marnett. How you doing, bud? I'm doing good. Good, man. Good. Thanks for joining us today. Yeah, I appreciate it. It's an honor to be here. Good. Did y'all have a good Halloween time yesterday? We we didn't have a Halloween time, actually. I've had a sick child all week, and so uh, we, we had to actually uh, bypass that. I don't know if it was uh, fully because he was sick or partly because I didn't want to get out in the rain, but uh, either way, we didn't, <laughs> we didn't actually get a full Halloween experience this week. I was talking to Heath. You, you guys had a lot of rain yeah. coming in there, too. Yeah, huh? that's what he was telling me. Yeah, we had quite a bit of rain uh, last night. It, it's pretty much eased up for the day, but yeah, it, was, it was pretty rainy last night. Yeah, it's been raining like for a month there, right? Yeah, it, it rains quite a bit. I'm, I'm tired <laughs> of rain, that's for sure. Yeah, good old Shreveport, right? That's where you are, right, Louisiana? Yeah. Shreveport? That's yeah. it. That's right, yeah, Shreveport, yep. Louisiana. Good. You got to get up with my buddy Kale down there, man. We I know we've tried to set that up a couple times, but he's a football coach over there in the area. Y'all, be, y'all, y'all get along great. Yeah. yeah, you guys would like each other. Yeah, ain't no doubt. Yeah. Ain't no doubt. Well, good, man. Well, let's get to it. Um. Mikey, uh, we're going to turn the, the floor over to you, turn the show over to you, man. And uh, obviously, we all know that FUSIC stands for for everyone who said I couldn't. And a lot of people take that different ways. But wanted to give you a chance to tell your story and tell what FUSIC means to you and, and kind of your FUSIC story. So, man, the floor is yours. Yeah, I appreciate it. You know, I've listened to a lot of the podcasts and I feel, uh, I feel like I've had a lot of good guests. And uh, like I said before, just really an honor to be here. Um, you know, my story is. Um, you know, I feel like you've probably had a, a pretty good split of, of who's talked about people who have been told they just couldn't do something because they were, you know, unable or not smart enough or whatever. And then you've had some others who said, well, you know, it's kind of myself that said I couldn't. And I think I may potentially fall into that second category. You know, honestly, I grew up in a, a pretty supportive uh, family. Uh, it was just really me and my mom for, uh, for most of my childhood. And uh, she, you know, Working three jobs, you know, raising a, raising a little boy, uh, provided for us, you know, as much as she could. I don't know how I always ended up in a pair of Nikes, but somehow she managed to swing that. But, um, you know, she always uh, encouraged me to do things uh, and to, to achieve. And there was just kind of an expectation of some things we would do. But there was also, you know, kind of as I, as I grew older, um, 
it almost felt like there, there's expectations, uh, but then also potentially like a limit to what that actually means. And so I guess that's, that's really is to, to more of what my FUSIC kind of means to me. You know, as I was growing up, it was just expected that I go to college and, you know, graduate and, and go get a good job and all those things. And, you know, being uh, being almost in that, you know, kind of millennial age range, uh, you know, everybody talks about entitlement and things like that. You know, I really felt that that was kind of the path and that's what is expected is, you know, you go to college, you get your degree and when you graduate, there's just going to be this career that's going to be there for you. And it's going to be this, you know, high income job and it's going to be great and you're going to, you know, move on from there. And, uh, you know, as I, as I was getting towards graduating college, I started looking for that job and I started, you know, applying to these different positions and all this, uh, you know, it, all these different companies and all different industries. And I quickly found that that's just not exactly what's out there. Nobody's going to give you anything. And so, uh, you know, going through that, I tried to, um, you know, find a, that traditional path and, uh, just didn't quite find out what that was. I was a uh, I was a car guy. I always have been a car guy. I like to work on cars and trucks and do things like that. And uh, so I decided, you know what? That great job's not out there for me. So I'm going to go open up a, a my own little business. And I opened up an accessory shop that we did stereos and we sold you know wheels and tires and we did you know lift kits on cars and trucks and all those different things. And it was fun. And I don't know if you guys have ever heard this before, but uh, I, I definitely found this out. The quickest way to uh, ruin a hobby is to, to open a business doing it. Uh, and that is, that's for sure <laughs> true sense. in my book. TJ, and, good uh, thing you didn't know, open I, that, from, uh, from that, point. That, um, that Wave Runner business. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. So, so even, even to this, uh, you know, well, I guess I'll finish that story. You know, after, after having it for about a year, you know, I, I just didn't make any money. It was it was a good time, and you know, part of the business was you know going to car shows and marketing and doing things like that. So it was all fun. But ultimately, I wasn't making any money. And about a year in, I just gave up. I thought, well, you know, I'll go try to find that job again. And um, you know, to this day, I still have people that will call me and ask, "Hey, will you come help me out on this thing?" And it's just it's just a it's a beating to go do it now. I don't know if because I'm a little older because I had to do it for a year without really getting paid to do it, but. Um, you know, from there, I kind of try to do a couple of different things. And, um, you know, I guess kind of that first failure never really had me feel like I really was going to achieve much. I came out of college thinking that I was going to be on top of the world. And that first kind of failure just set me back. And, and um, I thought, well, I'll just find something to do, you know, through uh, through uh, a couple different positions, uh, just kind of manual labor, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Um ended up actually doing insurance for uh, Farm Bureau Insurance in Texas. And um, again, just didn't have a good go of it. I was just very mediocre at it and just thought, well, you know, I guess I'm just not good at this thing. I'm going to I'm gonna just settle for something and ended up working in the oil field and just kind of being a, being a laborer. And I thought, well, you know, there's decent money in this. And, um, and uh, I think I'll just, you know, ride this thing out. And you know, our buddy Heath Oaks, he had, uh, of course, different ideas. Uh, he's, he's known, you know, we've known each other for a long time. We go way back all the way to kindergarten. We went to school together all the way through high school. We moved in together after high school and, uh, and lived together while we were both going through college for a little bit. Well, I went to college. He, uh, he kind of pretended he went to yeah. college. But, <laughs> uh, you know, th- throughout that time. And then, you know, he got into colonial life and uh, just kind of, you know, we separated because he was doing his thing and I was doing my thing. And he reached out to me. Um, you know, about a, about an opportunity at Colonial in Shreveport to uh, take over an office in uh, as a DGA. And I didn't know anything about Colonial Life. I didn't know anything about what they did. I didn't really know much about Shreveport other than I've been here to the uh, the casinos a couple times. But, um, 
you know, I talked to my wife and um, we, we pretty much decided that, you know, we've seen several people have success with this company. We've had several people that have done great things and, and been able to really, you know, achieve and provide for their families. And the worst that could happen was, you know, we, we have to reset in a, in, a, in a couple of years. And so we decided that we would just jump out there and do it. And, um, you know, through that process of really starting an office and building it up from nothing and, and, um, and um, you know, having to go through all the struggles that go along with that, one of the things that I feel like I learned is that everything that you do, it takes a lot more time and energy and effort than you really think that it's going to take. And I think that's that, you know, when you, when you think you, when you can't, uh, it really comes down to you, you've really underestimated. And I still think it's almost impossible to truly estimate the amount of time and energy and effort it takes to be good at anything. Um, you know, and I could take that all the way back to that, that first little business that I talked about, you know, I gave up, uh, within a year and you know, who knows, maybe I'd have kept that thing open and, and it would have took off and we'd have done really good. You know, maybe not. Same thing with the, the first time I got into really the insurance business with Farm Bureau. Uh, again, about a year in, I said, you know what? I'm not making the kind of money that I feel like I should be making. I, I, you know, maybe I should try something else. And, uh, you know, finally, when we, when we started this, we just decided that we weren't going to do that anymore. We were going to commit to it 100% and just keep going until, until we knew we have given it everything we had. And, you know, when we really committed to do that, then things started working and we started having a, you know, a pretty good run and we're, we're on top of, um, a really good 2017. We're coming out to a really good 18. So, um, I think that's, that's kind of the, really what Fusic means to me is that you're, you're a lot of self-limiting on, oh, it's not working yet. Uh, and so I guess I failed at it and, um, I just don't believe that's the truth exactly. Uh, that's awesome, man. What, what do you what are you contributing some of your successes to these last two? You know, two thousand seventeen. You said you, you guys came out and had a great year, and two thousand eighteen, you're you're repeating this and having an even better year. What are some of the things that you're contributing to, and how'd you get over the the, the failures in the beginning? Yeah, so the failures in the beginning really it was you know we thought we were doing most of the things that we needed to be doing. We thought that we were doing as much of it really underestimate the uh, the amount that you need to do. We thought we were doing it. And we really kind of t- looked to some folks who had been successful in the past. We looked to some folks who knew what they were doing and um, you know, said, hey, are we really doing as much as we think we are? And, and it, it really wasn't the case. And so we just took a step back and said, okay, we're going to commit to making sure that we're checking all the boxes. You know, we have a pretty defined system that we run. We're very... Um, uh, systematic in everything that we do. I'm not a I'm not a great salesperson. I'm not a great you know anything special. Uh, but we've we've came across some systems that a lot of people have used, and and we just continue to be very you know systematic. I can't say the word enough in every process that we do. So it's repeatable. And if there's something that's working, we can continue to do that. And if there's something that's not working, we can really isolate what's not working and take that thing out or modify it. But we know that we can you know, do that because everything else stays the same. We're just changing the one thing. Um, and really just yeah, commit to doing awesome. that over and over. It's awesome. Amazing how, you know, in so many things we're, we're looking at today, people are wanting to eliminate history, you know, but it's, it, it, that's literally like the dumbest thing we could possibly do. Because like, imagine TJ if, or Mikey, if they said, all right, we want you to come into colonial and we want you to grow a sales team. And that's all they told us. And they didn't tell us, and we never had experience doing it. We never knew anything about it. And there was no system to follow. There was no 
anybody else that had ever done it before. I mean, I know things have drastically improved over the past seven or eight years, but like if there was no nothing to fall behind, nothing you could say, oh, well, we've done that before and it's failed. I mean, how obvious is it sometimes to just follow and, and just go, hey, that's what's working. We're going to do that, and we're going to do it maybe a little bit more than that person's doing it to try to try to pass them, right? That's that's all you got to do. And there's so many things that have proven the work that sometimes we get in our own ways to try to make things complicated. And when we can simplify things down and go, okay, we're going to go from A to B and B to C and C to D and then D to E and E to F, right? And I think that's what you're you know, kind of saying, Mikey, is you just figured out what other people were doing and then found enough other people to do that. I mean, it's so simple. It makes sense. That's absolutely right. I, there's, there's not a, a chance that I would have been able to put these pieces together on my own in the amount of time that we, that we were able to do it. Um, you know, if, had we had it been on our own to figure out what's the next step and how do we go from point A to point B and then again B to C, like you said, it, it would have taken us, you know, many, many times longer to figure all those things out. Right. Uh, without looking to those people who had done it in the, in the past and had success with it and say, look, if you'll just do this thing, It'll work out. Um, and that's a hard thing to get someone to understand and see who hasn't actually seen it in person before. Right. You know, you, you, right. can, you can see people who have, who have uh, who've done it in, in you know, distance and you say, well, they, they're saying they did that and they're, they're telling me they did it this way. But is that in fact the case? And, um, you know, when you've actually got some real life examples, you know, like your, your Robert Halbert, like your Heath Oaks and, and like, you know, other people who are right here close to me that I can look and say, yes, that's exactly how they do it because I've seen it happen. Then you can just jump on that thing and, and, and do the same, you know, the same process. Right. You know, it's the same thing when I have an agent, you know, a brand new agent comes in who we tell them, you know, if you'll just do these things that we kind of lay out in front of you, I can promise you that it'll work out. You know, until they actually see that process through or until they see another person that sits beside them do that thing and it works out, it's really hard to believe. Um, and really, for, for me, the, the same thing. When we first came in, even with the examples that I talked about before, you know, it was it was hard for me to just trust that this is the way to do it um, until pretty much we were to a point where there was no other option. You know, we, right, we weren't right. making very much money. We were barely getting by. We were keeping the office open, but that's about it. And we came to the point that we either have to do this and just go all in with it or, or we fail. And so let's just go all in and either prove that it works or prove that it doesn't work. But either way, we're going to know 100% one way or the other. So we just started doing that 100%. We, we proved that it did work, and you can't convince me otherwise that if you don't do this, it won't work. There may be a different way and a better way out there, but I know this one works. So you're saying that the system is undefeated when executed correctly? I, it, I think on that top, is the truth. Okay. On top of that, Craig, it's the two feet in. You can't, oh, you got to yeah. have two feet Steve in. Steve Harvey, You could be baby. running the system. Yep, you could be running the system, but if you're not yeah. 100% committed to it and two feet in, it's not, you're not going to get to the best success. You know, I also, you know, that, listen to both of you guys. Yeah. Go ahead, go ahead, Mikey. Well, we, we just had a manager meeting um, last week, and I was talking to uh, Chris Menard asked me to talk to our territory, and the thing I told them was there's there's a twenty percent difference I think in doing almost everything that you should do, and then actually doing all of it. But that twenty percent difference, if you're eighty percent doing all the things you think you should do, that twenty percent difference is going to make much more impact than 20% on your actual outcomes. I think that last 20% difference of almost doing it as often and almost doing it as much has so much impact over 
your actual outcomes. I mean, our, our numbers specifically, that 20%, I feel like we did a little bit more of. I mean, we, we doubled everything from 16 to 17. Everything that Colonial Life measures was exactly doubled. And it was just a 20% change in effort. That's awesome. And, you know, you're just missing out on so much by not giving that, that all in, you know, like, like you said, two yep. feet in. And that last 20% is, uh, is not coming from the outside. It's coming from within. You know, as Les Brown always says, if there's no enemies within, the enemies outside can't harm you. And that's between the ears. That's where I believe that extra 20% that you've given is, is you telling yourself that you, you've earned this. And What's funny is that's exactly what my wife said. My wife also works here, too. And that's exactly what my wife said when, you know, we were thinking about making the move, you know, moving a state away, selling the house, quitting everything we've ever done or known, and moving to Shreveport to do this. She said, somebody, it's going to work for somebody, and are you going to be able to live with yourself if it's not you? And that's when we decided, you know what, sell the house, let's completely uproot everything, and let's start over over here. I love it, man. There's a couple things off of that. Steve Harvey, if anybody listening, Steve Harvey has a, a, a video on YouTube. It's called Jump, and that's something that has impacted me a ton. I've, I've shown it to a ton of people. I feel like it's made an impact on others as well. But it talks about the two feet in. You're only going to be halfway decent at something if you're only halfway in, right? You're probably actually not going to be halfway decent. You're going to fail. And to me, being halfway decent means you're failing, right? So, you know, if you want to go after something, you got to go all in. You got to put both feet in. You got to jump, and that's what he talks about. And I think that's that's so important. And and Mikey, if um if you don't mind, I just give you one piece of advice on on where you're at now. You've worked you've worked so hard to get here. You've done everything that you're supposed to do. You're you're on a roll. Um, there's two things I'd, I'd want to advise you on. Anybody listening that's starting to see success, one, don't ever change who you are. That's the most important thing. Is keep being you. Don't try to be, you know, somebody else that's that's above you. Or don't try to be them. Can being you is what got you to where you are, and being you is what's going to get you to the next level. And secondly, keep doing, you know, what you're doing, and just find more people to do it. And that's the key. Don't try to change it. Don't get caught up in the having to go out to brokers all the time now and changing what you. Keep doing what you're doing. Find more people to do what you're doing that's working, and everything else will follow. And that's the, that's the biggest advice I can give you. I've seen so many people come to this business, and they start having success, and then they try to change everything they're doing, and they crash harder than they ever did before. So keep keep blowing it up, man. You're rocking and rolling, and just, I'm proud of you. It sounds like it's, it's going great. So, fellas, I, I kind of look at it like a jigsaw puzzle. If you have two people who have uh, one person is, you know, let's just say is a, is a jigsaw puzzle master, but he doesn't know what the box, the picture on the box looks like to put the jigsaw puzzle together with, won't effectively do it as quickly as someone who knows what the what the jigsaw puzzle is supposed to look like can see the picture on the box and putting it together. And what what essentially what that means is sometimes we go around, we build agencies, we build districts, we get into new careers when we don't really know what the end result is supposed to look like. So I, I, one thing I've started to do uh, over the last, I would say, 12 to 14 months is is slow down for a second. If I'm getting into a new area, if I'm getting into it, we're building a new team or something, I want to make sure we understand what it is we're, we're looking to accomplish. What exactly do we want at, after this end of the first year? What, what's a win for us? What's a win after year two? What's a win after six months? Let's shoot for something, and that way we're not just working super hard without knowing what we're fighting for. So and I think that's sometimes when we're, we find ourselves unhappy we have all the success in the world, but we're not. But we're unhappy because we don't know what we're actually striving for. Oh yeah, I so, agree with that. You know, I really look at all that stuff coming together, and I think, Mikey, that's that twenty percent. That all goes into that extra twenty percent. 
So this has been a really good one, buddy. No, uh, I we got we got another question for sure. We yeah, one more one more question, the patented question, uh, Mikey. You know, if sure. you could go back and give twenty-two-year-old Mikey one piece of advice, what would that be? I think the advice would have to be back to the it's going to take more energy and effort than you expect. Uh, I don't know if, if you guys read much Grant Cardone, but his his, uh, his book 10X really was kind of opened my eyes is you really got to prepare to spend more time and more energy and more effort to achieve what you want to achieve. And I think that would really be the uh, that would be the advice to me at 22 years old, especially somebody who who really didn't have to try very hard, honestly, to get through the you know high school and college, things like that. I didn't realize the effort and the time it would take to actually build something that was going to work. And that would be the advice I'd give myself. That's awesome, man. That's great. That's awesome. Well, Mikey, thank you so much. TJ, you got anything else? No, I, I think we end on that note, buddy. That was really good. Where where can the listeners find you, Mikey? Uh, I'm on Facebook, of course. Uh, you know, Mikey Barnett. I've got LinkedIn, Instagram. We've got a, a Colonial Life Shreveport Facebook page. So any of those things you can find me at. I'm not fancy like some of your guests with my own webpage yet. <laughs> awesome, man. Awesome. Well, guys, go check out Fusic.us. If you're looking for any Fusic gear, hats, shirts, anything like that, uh, check it out, Fusic.us, obviously Instagram and um, listen to the podcast, spread the word. Thank you, Mikey. Appreciate it. My name is Craig Miller. You can find me on uh, Facebook and now Instagram or LinkedIn. Nice. Same here. TJ McGinnis, same spots, everybody. Till next time. Thank you all. Awesome. Bye. Thanks. Fusic, a podcast for everyone who said I couldn't. <laughs>